Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing and Sales Novice. With me, as always, Oliver Young, Operations Director with the Young Automotive Group. So freaking amped to be here. Always amped to be here. Brad Taylor, Corporate Trainer with the Center of Excellence. How do you do, Tim? I do fantastic. Thank you very much. How do you do? Very well, neighbor. Wonderful. <laughs> and very special guest today, we have with us Russ Cooper, Area Director of our Southern Stores with the Young Automotive Group. Russ, it is great to have you here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And tell us a little bit, uh, just if you can, about your experience in sales, about your history with the group, and just what makes you? All right. Well, I started with this group 20 years ago, back when our Buick GMC store was Pontiac Cadillac GMC. Worked my way through the sales department, ran a team of guys, finance manager, and then eventually a desk. And I got to the point where I took over the store in 2013, when we've really started our expansion. Was in that role for about three years and then moved over to Chevrolet to run our Chevy store for six years before this position of about a year and a half. That's about it. And I'm so excited to have Russ on. I've learned a ton from you, Russ, both what to do and also what to do better. Ooh, you see, I, you thought no. I was going a different way with that, didn't you? No, I've learned a ton from Russ. I'm really excited to have him on the podcast because he brings a completely different flavor of sales than I think we've had on here. Very, very excited. To I, I am very excited to have Russ here as well. My experiences with Russ have always been so positive. He brings such a good energy to everything that he has a hand in. And I hear he plays a mean, mean trombone. <laughs> back in the day, back in the day. Yeah, that's right. Trombone. It's only been 26 years. <laughs> a minute or two. A minute or two. Now, Oliver, we all got here on time today. We did. You run a tight oh, ship. Oh, man. That was good. Today, that, was good. that segue was dialed. Tim. Was it? It was I, just I absolutely dialed. What I wanted to talk about today is how to get appointments to show up. I know that is a huge frustration for a lot of salespeople because our average show ratio oftentimes hovers in that 50% range, right? And have you guys ever sat and looked out a window for an appointment? I'd be lying if I said no, but it's, I absolutely have. And I've seen a lot of salespeople do that. I've even seen salespeople unwilling to talk to a customer that's in front of them because they have an appointment on the way. And But the sadness that you just have right you're looking yeah. out the window you're like i'm so ready to talk to you i'm so excited they were gonna buy a car i could feel it on the phone <laughs> and then your frown just comes on and then it kills the rest of your day you're like kills freaking appointments don't show you up i don't know what i'm gonna background, do background you got that audio playing all by myself <laughs> and it feels like you're watching paint dry that's yeah. how much time it takes <laughs> yeah. for that appointment to show yeah so and i really think there's an art to getting your appointments to show. Now, before I jump into that, I think it's important to to talk about why they don't show up. Yeah, because do you think doctors sit and wait for appointments to show up? No, I don't. Generally, if a doctor or a dentist or a chiropractor or whoever set an appointment, if you're a professional, their appointments show, right? Now, to be fair, if I don't show to that appointment, I'm paying for it regardless. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But oftentimes when I ask that question, they just say, well, it's because the customer. Customers, they, they just lie to you. So I, they don't show, right? I, I want to say that the reason why our appointments don't show is because we make it so. What do you mean by that? What I mean by that is we don't believe 
that our appointments will show because our experience has been that appointments don't show. So when we set appointments and we have, let's, let's just say I'm a new salesperson. I have a 30% show ratio. That means 70% of the time, what am I doing in front of that glass? Waiting for paint to dry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad. I'm yeah. just sitting there sad, right? So now every time I book an appointment, I expect what? Them not to show up. I expect them not to show up. So what do I do differently? Now that I expect them not to show, what do I do? You half-heartedly set appointments, and you probably don't even get prepared for them yeah, to show I don't, up. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I, when I was selling, I was at, at, down at Kia, I remember thinking that, right? Setting an appointment, not even being prepared, not even remembering, not even reviewing my appointments for the day, because I was expecting what? Them not to show. Nobody to show. And yeah. if they did, holy crap, that's a miracle, <laughs> right? And so did I prepare at all? Probably not. No. Did I try to confirm anybody? Definitely not. <laughs> no, right? Did I get the car pulled up, ready for him? Absolutely not. Did I try any missed appointment follow-up? Doubtful. Absolutely not. Why? Because it's just they, a customer. They, yeah, it was just a customer. They were going to miss anyway. I'm just going to go try to book another appointment, which is nuts because I'm calling all these customers, trying to book appointments for appointments that I don't believe are going to show. And I guarantee if you're a salesperson listening to this call, you're pro- you're probably thinking, oh, crap, I do the same thing. Don't you agree, Brad? Yeah, I agree. And I think one thing we do is we also precondition the customer by giving them an out or just saying, hey, if you swing by or if you decide to come in, make sure you ask for Brad. I'll be here until 8 o'clock. We close at 8 o'clock. Please come in and ask for me. Yep. And I completely agree. So now that we know, okay, we create our own no-show How do we get appointments to show, right? Yeah, Russ? I was just going to say, what, you know, these sales guys that are making calls, what is the purpose of the phone call? Yeah. People think it's to make an appointment, but the truth is it's not to make an appointment. The purpose of the phone call is to get them into the store. Yep. And sometimes salespeople, they've got quotas they have to make of making appointments, but the real purpose is to get them in the door. Yep. Right? Whenever I teach a script, I always say it's not to get an appointment because the appointment it has to be an appointment that shows. Yeah. So that's the first part of getting a customer through the door is first, it's got to be a part of your script. So can you kind of discern the difference between making an appointment and getting a customer through the door? Because in my mind, kind of the same thing, aren't they? Correct. But when you say make an appointment, anyone can make an appointment, yeah. right? But if you give that customer a reason to walk through the door, that is what we want. That solidifies the appointment. You can have an appointment, but if that customer doesn't feel like they have a desire to come to your place of business, then they're not going to come. I see. Right? So, they so, may have an appointment, but they're really, they don't have then that intention of really coming in. So it sounds it, weird, but people will make appointments and not show. Oh, no, I get it. So, <laughs> so it's establishing purpose. Correct. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Correct. and it's being very intentional about why they're going to show. If I can just add, because mm-hmm. I love what Tim said there, and to piggyback Russ. It's establishing purpose. So the purpose of your outbound phone calls isn't to set an appointment. The purpose is to get a customer to show up. Yep. Right. Yep. Absolutely. So first you have to have the script dialed, right? In order to get an appointment that shows up, you have to have the script dialed because that's the roadmap that gives you the purpose to that customer to come through the door. Now, the one line in the script that I want to emphasize, which generally doesn't get emphasized is Do you have a pen and paper handy or is text easier? 
Now what, and, and, and why do we ask that question, Brad? Because we want the customer to either write down our information so they'll remember it or give us their phone number so we can text them and remind them about the appointment. Exactly. Because after I'm going to say, if you're running a little bit late or a little bit early, please reach out to me and let me know and I'll do the same for you. Yep. Right there in that piece of the script, what you're saying is I'm a professional. And Mr. Customer, I believe you when you're going to show up. So if you don't show up as a professional, I deserve the courtesy and respect for a callback. Mm. But oftentimes, our sales professionals don't think that they deserve that courtesy. They think that the customer could just do whatever they want. No. If a customer books an appointment with you, that is an obligation that they put out there that they have to live up to. And if they can't, you need to ask for the courtesy and respect of a call, text, or email that they're not going to make it. And I think that's an important piece that we can say, hey, Mr. Customer, I'm going to give you my valuable time. I need you to do me that courtesy and that benefit. I agree 100%. And so if I'm hearing you correctly, Oliver, whether I'm a sales professional, I'm BDC where I'm setting appointments and with the purpose of having them show up, or a service BDC, or if I'm a service advisor on the drive, and a customer has an appointment with me at 11.15, once it's three, four, five minutes late, if I'm a professional, I'm going to pick up that phone and call, follow up, and find out what happened. Yep. And if and you have the right to do so if you told the customer, give me the respect of a courtesy phone call or text if you're going to run early or late. But if you don't establish that, can you? Not really, right? Yeah. Sometimes you can't, right? Yeah. So you have to have it as a piece of your script and you have to take and you have to believe that you're the professional that deserves that. So the second piece is a confirmation. Now I like the more and I'm gonna kind of put two in there as the second. So because there's two things. There's weight of effort and confirmation. What is weight of effort, Brad? Weight of effort is us letting the customer know that we're gonna have a bottle of water or a soda or something ready for them when they show up. Yep. Or if they have a trade-in, we're going to make sure that our appraisers know that yep. they're coming in. And so they see that we're physically doing something on our end in anticipation of them showing up. Yep. So when we put forth a weight of effort for the customer, they realize they're doing something for me. And it's the law of reciprocity. If I do something for you, you have to do something for me right? Even if it's call and reschedule the appointment, right? If I put a weight of effort out, the customer will then return in and maybe just show up, right? So the confirmation, the more weight of effort you can show, the more likely they are going to show up. So what are right? some, other than a bottle of water or a soda yeah. ready or letting our appraisers know, what are some additional weight of effort items that maybe some of our sales professionals or service advisors can do? The key is to show your smiling face oh. to the customer so that they know that smiling face is going to be very frowny <laughs> if they don't call or show. And so a video confirmation, I think, is key. So you go out, you go get the vehicle, weight of effort. You turn around, you show your smiling face in a little video with the car that you pulled up for them, all weight of effort, and you send them that confirmation. When you do, that customer is going to feel guilty because of the law of reciprocity if they don't show. Don't you agree, Russ? 
Yes, I do. I think that's a big one. And I think the biggest part is if you tell them, hey, look, I'm going to have your car pulled up front, right? And then you send that video confirmation. It's really hard to not show that respect back to the salesperson. Oh, and if my wife saw that video and then we were not going to show up, she'd be like, hell no. You call him or you or we're going there right now because it's not socially acceptable for somebody to put a weight of effort into a commitment that you made and you not show up for it. Yeah. And so you need to use that the, that law of reciprocity to get people to show. So you have to show a weight of effort and confirm, especially using video. Yep. Now, the last way that really is important is missed appointment follow-up. How long do I wait after I know the, that it's missed? So what, would, what do you think? Well, I like a phone call at five minutes. If somebody's five minutes late and I haven't heard from them, because again, I did ask them to let me know if they're running early or late, and I would do the same for them. After five minutes, maybe just a text message or a phone call. Hey, just confirming everything's okay, that you're still on your way in. Definitely, 100%. If you don't contact at that point, the next day for sure. So why don't we make that call? We're afraid. Of what? Our manager finding out that the appointment wasn't real in the first yeah, place. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. The, the appointment, appointment may not have real. been real. Or, yeah, we'll be there around 5-ish, and so the salesperson puts 510 is when they're going to show up. Uh-huh, yep. Yeah, or I may be able to come by tonight, and a salesperson just assumes that's an appointment so they can get an appointment for So we day. got a bunch of flimsy appointments. We didn't really dial in the script. We didn't really commit the customer to a specific time. We didn't show a weight of effort. We didn't confirm yep. it. Yep. And so now we don't feel like we deserve the opportunity to make those missed appointments. Yep. We right? haven't earned the right. But yeah. When we earn the right, when we do all the work, when yep. we put that weight of effort forward, right? But if we've done all that, right? If we put the weight of effort in, now, oftentimes we don't put the weight of effort. Again, why, why don't we put the weight of effort? We're assuming they're not showing up anyway. We believe that they won't show. And so we don't put in the weight of effort, we don't do the confirmation, and so we're guaranteeing that the customer won't what? Won't show up. Won't show up. We're guaranteeing our own low show ratio. Yep. But if we put all that work, who else feels like the customer should have shown? You they, now do. Yeah. Because you're like, I spent the last half an hour cleaning up that stupid car, I did a freaking video, I sent it over, I went and pushed another sales guy off the car to make sure that I could sell that car. It's almost like your feelers got hurt. Yeah. And, right? and now all of a sudden like, you're like, wait, Mr. Customer, you deserve, you need to show up. And so now instead of, wait, should I make that missed appointment? You're going, I have to make that missed appointment because I deserve the respect of somebody showing up because our mindset is now shifted because we put in that weight of effort. And so, yeah, we should call it five minutes. Then we should call it a half an hour. If you don't get a hold of them five minutes after, we should call them in half an hour. Then when do you guys think we should call? I think at the hour. And really be like, where, where, what's going on? Because we believed that these customers set an appointment that was real. And they, it, you deserve the respect of them showing up or telling you something differently, right? And so you need to earn that respect by calling them and seeing what's going on. And then by end of day, you make another missed appointment. Then the next day... You're calling again, right in the morning, then in the afternoon, then in the, because that is the most important appointment you can get is the one you had set that no showed because every appointment should show up 
because that is a commitment that the customer made to you as a professional. Well, and we did all the right things. We took all the right steps. And you've said so many times, if you do the right things, the right thing will happen. And this is just a great example. I've done the right things. The right thing is going to happen. If I know that I haven't done the right things, I'm not going to expect that the right thing is going to happen. Yep. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more, Tim. If we do all the right steps, we feel like we've earned that appointment. Or, and if it's not an appointment, just the respect of a call, a text, an email, a communication from the customer. But what a lot of sales professionals do is they don't feel like they've earned that, so they don't do any of it. And they just accept the low show ratio as they're staring out the window. So it turns into set. this cyclical thing and <laughs> yeah. this self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. Yeah. And my manager tells me to book appointments and I book appointments and then nobody shows and then I just sit there and look at the and then I'm sad. <laughs> right? Like I I have been in I've been in those shoes. Yeah. But the best, especially the best show ratios you'll see, they're not standing around just hoping the appointment shows up. They're doing something about it to ensure the success of that appointment. I love it. Do we have an action item? Yes. I want you to take and really track, you know, the last podcast was know your numbers. Yes. Know your show ratio. Most sales professionals don't know their own personal show ratio. And so for the next two weeks, dial in your numbers on how many people are showing and try to see how you can bump that up. Fantastic. I love it. Well, it is time for Tim's copious notes. As usual, I have been taking them all episode long. We're talking about getting appointments to show. Why don't appointments typically show? Well, it's because we make it so. We are creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. If we expect appointments not to show, I prepare for appointments not to show. And how do I prepare for appointments not to show? By not preparing. We use language that allows customers to opt out, and we just don't follow the right steps that are going to make the customer feel like they've got to show up for this appointment. The purpose of the phone call is to get the customer in the door, not to make the appointment. We've got to establish purpose. We have to give them a reason to come in, not just set an appointment. And we do this by following three very specific steps. Number one, have your script dialed. This is your roadmap to giving that customer purpose. Ask, do you have a pen or paper handy or is text easier? This is going to kind of prompt the customer into either writing down your information and giving you a call back and cementing that, or it's going to allow you to get that text number and make sure that you are following up consistently. Ask them if you're running early or late, please let me know and I'll make sure to do the same. This is going to establish professionalism and mutual respect and make sure that if you tell them that you're going to do that, that you follow through. Number two is the weight of effort and confirmation. So you're going to want to show the customer that we are doing something for them in anticipation of their appointment. The more weight that you provide, the more likely it is that the customer will show up. A great example is a video confirmation. This is going to be key. They're going to see your smiling face and they're going to feel guilty if they don't show up. And then finally, missed appointment follow-up. We often miss this appointment follow-up due to flimsy appointments that probably we didn't do those first two steps to begin with. But if we've done the work, if we've done the right things, the right things are going to happen. And we know we have the respect for ourselves to actually believe that this customer has a reason to follow through and to show up. So do the right things. Right things will happen. Dialed. That was incredible. Plowed through it. That was incredible. <laughs> Copious notes, man. Gentlemen, anything else that we want to add before we wrap this all up? Dana Moore, y'all. Well, I, <laughs> close. If you are listening and you have not provided us feedback for this podcast, Please do that. Please go on to iTunes. Give us a couple of stars. Give us some words. Let us know how you, how you feel about this podcast. If you know anybody who could benefit from this podcast, 
stock them down in the parking lot, talk to your clergy, talk to your loved ones, get this in front of them and make them listen to it. And then finally, if you do have questions, if you've got comments, if you've got ideas for future podcasts, send us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com. Gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Dana Moy. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. <laughs>